This is The Midnight Club, a podcast for Athenas and Clydesdales and the rest of us that, when we come in last, it's still coming in first. So, Kelly, where are we right now? We are in the beautiful Ashford, Washington at Alexander's Lodge. It has been here since, I believe, 1903. We're sitting at the pond. 1903. Holy crap. Okay. We're, and you might want to fact check me, just to be honest, but <laughs> we're here with the, at their beautiful pond where I have been here, coming here since I was a child. Not literally, just actually with my presence. And... Yeah, hanging out with the rainbow trout who seem to like our pizza crust. Yeah, we had some leftover pizza crust and we've been feeding the fish. Uh, so this episode we wanted to follow up on the Tippleman Ironman Triathlon, which bum, bum, bum. kind of ended up becoming the Tippleman Ironman length aqua bike. First time I heard it too. And, <laughs> and there's a couple few different reasons for that. Um, so what we found um, as we got to planning, one, it takes a lot to definitely put on any kind of event, even an event, a big event amongst even just ourselves. We had tried to recruit and had recruited some people to help out. Our thought is that uh, originally we would have a person that would be in a kayak for each swimmer somebody that could drive the vehicle with the bike rack down to where we would finish the bike because we would take off from the, the swim we transition to the bike get the bike and go and we needed somebody to drive the vehicle down and then we needed somebody to hopefully meet us at a kind of the two-thirds point at Longmire in Olympic National Park and then somebody at Paradise I had even thought about having a buddy system in which somebody would be on the trails definitely when we're in the national park uh, during the evening time, during the nighttime on the trails with us and have a walkie talkie to be able to communicate. So either the person that's the pacer could push you or a buddy system, make sure you're okay. That was the original plan. Which looking back on it, like after we've done just this weekend, like that's not nearly enough. (laughs) No, it's not. And Kelly, how many people out of everybody that said, yeah, I'll totally help you out for your your Tippleman, your competition, the thing you've got going on weeks in advance, how many people actually ended up uh, helping us? Well, my dad did say that if we're in the area, (laughs) because his property's down here, that we could somehow get a hold of him with no cell reception, and he was game. Like, he did, he was like, you know. It it was a big fat zero. One toe in. We we had zero. And so a few days ahead of the competition, it ended up Kelly was going to crew me. But before we shit on our friends and family, <laughs> well, who might or might not listen to this, I get yeah. it. Like, I get it, though. Like, don't you get it? Like, I, And anybody who does endurance sports has to get it. Like, the people who don't do endurance sports in your life, they don't get it. And so you're asking and being like, but I'm asking for just like 
the things I actually need, like the bare minimum of what I need. They're thinking like, you're going like on a 5k like in their minds they're like right right but it's like you're just taking a day to go exercise like you really you could stand to lose me (laughs) right right i mean nothing of it was malicious but i don't think anybody really understood the gravity of what we were trying to pull off and And you can't unless you've unless you've tried to do it i think they kind of saw like hey we're gonna go swim in the lake and go for a ride so if somebody said hey i'm gonna take the paddleboard out, you know, in the north end of Lake Washington for a little bit. Can you come join me? And then something comes up. You're like, no, you're, you're, you know, I'm not able to make it. You're not fun. It'll be cool. Right. And I was telling Kelly earlier, another thing I did learn, especially summer times in the Pacific Northwest. When the living's easy. Yes. We, we just do not get a lot of sunny days here. And I remember in Boy Scouts for my Eagle Scout uh, project, it's a, usually when you do your Eagle Scout project, it's something that you need a team of people to come help you. And the idea is that you will be able to provide community service for other Boy Scouts to advance because you have to have a certain amount of community service to advance in rank. So I had everything ready to go. I had whole families ready to commit. And it was August in the Pacific Northwest. And that's when people take their vacations just in general. It was a nice day. And pretty much everybody ended up bailing on me. And so a bunch of my friends who were not Boy Scouts ended up coming to the rescue. And so, hey, it, it happens. I mean, I learned that lesson years ago, and I guess we learned it again. And, and, and you're right. It's nobody being jerks. And, again, I don't think they quite understood. Even my parents who did come to a, a midpoint, um, I don't think they even quite No, under- they thought we were having lunch with them. That, oh, that's, that's a funny thing, too. They thought I was going to sit down and eat mozzarella sticks with them when, like, what do you, hey, I'm, I'm at mile 57. I've swam two point, ended up being 2.5. It was 2. 66 5. at that point, wasn't it? Oh, was it? Yeah. Okay. That's right. Yeah, I've been 66. I got to get going. And so I think they just thought it was a casual ride. I mean, I, I think they understood. But so anyway, we had that going against us, I guess you could say. And then. But what did we do this weekend? Remind the folks what we did this weekend. Peyote? Yeah. No. What do you mean? That no, we, like, what we accomplished? like what was what was our what was our starting goal? What did we end up accomplishing? Well, and this so this is what ended up happening. We, we came up with this whole idea. Like everything just kept getting canceled, and so I laid out a map and conceptually, hey, let's swim in this lake up in the north suburban Seattle area, ride down to the base of Mount Rainier, and then run up to Paradise, which is. There's a lodge and visitor center there. Now, last week, I happened to buy a Garmin 820 to go on my bike. And as I was planning the course, luckily a day before it crashed, I put all the waypoints in. And it ended up, for the bike, was over 5,000 feet of elevation gain. And for the run, which I knew was going to be predominantly... It's gonna, it was going to end up being a hike. It was going to be also over 5,000 feet of elevation gain. So in total, between the run and bike, it was going to be over 10,000 feet of elevation gain. So just a point of reference, Ironman Boulder, the full Ironman, I know they got rid of it. The bike elevation gain was 3,936 feet, and the run was 898 feet. And Ironman Maryland, which I did last September, was... The bike was 479 feet of gain, and the run was 261 feet of gain. So 
when I put that in and I plugged it in, I'm like, holy crap, this is daunting. And then we had driven the what we decided would be the course a couple times. And honestly, yeah, the whole time I was doing it, I'm thinking, how the hell am I going to pull this off? And, and that's the thing. I'm not winning these Ironman competitions. I'm not finishing it, you know, in eight hours or hell, even 12 or 14. Like I was really, really happy to be able to finish Maryland last year. Um, and I know I was giving myself some extra time also just as far as breakdown and setup and whatnot so we decided we were just gonna go for it anyway um kelly was gonna no crew i i'm crew yeah she kelly was crew so we got up at 4 a.m saturday july 25th went over to silver lake in everett there is a another silver lake a town called silver lake in washington but silver lake in everett uh inflated the kayak um i pissed off a bunch of fishermen because I had a triangle, it was exactly 1.2 miles. He was not diverting from his plan. No, because, and I still ended up going farther, so I needed to do two laps of the 1.2 to get 2.4, 2.4, and I had a multiple fishermen just asking why I just don't go swim out in the middle of the lake. I don't think they knew, or nor would they They were trying really to help care. you. My line, don't get stuck in the line. Help me, or, yeah. You know, or this is the know. biggest thing I've caught today. Yeah, actually, somebody did make that joke. Um... So I was able to go. I, I realized I was. I ended up doing an extra couple hundred yards more than I needed to. But we finished the swim, and again, the reason why I was allotting more time, deflated the kayak, had to strap the kayak on the roof of the pilot, made a change. You know, changed outfits. Every everything that. And again, it's just such an appreciation for what it takes to pull off these things when you have. Uh, you know, an Ironman, for example, you have somebody pulling off your wetsuit. You have somebody, uh, a different person that's putting on your sunscreen. You have a different person handing you things. I mean, it really, they have everything down just boom, boom, boom as an efficient system that they have. And another thing I didn't have was uh, no guidance buoys in the lake. Yeah. So the glare of the sun as the sun rose, that's why I'm you know, pretty sure when I when Garmin's back online and I'm able to upload it, it's just going to be zigzagging everywhere. Can I just take a moment, though, and appreciate like how cool it is to swim when the sun's coming up? Because I'm in the kayak going, this is the most beautiful thing I've seen. Oh, it was gorgeous. It was life. a nice morning. And your stroke was like... And it ended up being a sunny day in the and 70s. perfect and amazing. And that was lovely. Like, I thought nothing could go wrong <laughs> at all Little for the rest really of the day <laughs> uh so finished the swim was able to get on the bike uh head from everett made my way down to woodenville hop on the sammamish river trail uh and then head down through marymore park to issaquah things were going along okay um, the, another thing that's really tough with doing this no street closures so there are times when i had to stop at one stoplight Trying to get some speed and then stop for the next stoplight. Again, build up some speed and another stoplight. And then even when I get on the path, there, I, there's a lot of people that just don't either understand how the path works or don't know, don't care. But when you get four people wearing jeans walking a path across and you're trying to say on your left and they don't move, I don't think they, they just thought I was like the, the jerk cyclist. So what Clint is trying to tell everybody is that this was a 112-mile training run. Right, the everyday yeah. day-to-day hassles that we all have to deal with yes exactly exactly <laughs> the again right all the things that slow us down on our training runs a hundred percent um but things were going well at first uh which i figured the fun part of this day was going to be the first part and i did did have a couple of uh one guy almost pulled out in front of me i had a shout at him 
Um, I mean, I was just in a bike lane. And then there was a very blind in Issaquah. There's a corner where, like, the city put in these beautiful, gorgeous uh, flowers. But the only thing is it completely overgrew the sidewalk and the corner spot for where the, the car is going to turn, uh, make a right-hand turn. And so almost got hit by a guy um, and it fallen over. But luckily, just a bloody knee. Derailleur was okay. Bike's okay. In fact, I was more concerned about the bike than I was myself. Got back on the bike. Um, was able to continue on. Things were going all right. From there, headed headed down to to Maple. Oh wait, wait, oh, we oh. missed something. We did. What, what's that? I missed our first aid station. Kelly did, but I was, I was ahead of ramen. schedule. <laughs> That's okay, and I I didn't think I necessarily would need you then. As somebody who was just like the crew during this thing, the only thing I didn't want to do is miss a transition area, and I missed the first one, which made me feel like kind of a jackass, but... That's okay. He took it in stride, and I met him in, in Issaquah, yeah. real strange And Kelly was great, because as soon as I got there, she was topping off uh, water canisters, she was force-feeding me, drink this, have that. Um, I, you know, as I've I had make up for before, bad behavior. But being a, a very large person, I sweat a lot, and I lose a lot of of salt, you know, lose a lot of um, electrolytes, and so it's like eating the, you're taking the salt tablets, keeping going with that, uh, and there's just a, a couple times, you know, it's easy to when we're trying to meet up, trying to connect where the bike path is, and say in Maple Valley, for example, to where she could meet me. Um, but things are going along great, and and when I mentioned Enumclaw, got down to Enumclaw where my parents were. Um, Again, I had a chance to make this pit stop. Things are going along all right. What ended up happening about mile 85, and I knew there were some really, really big uh, hills coming up. I got to this area that, and the nice thing about the Garmin 820 is it'll it'll tell me how many climbs, quote-unquote climbs, because there were definite climbs they didn't consider official climbs. All of a sudden, there's this climb that came up, and it said it was going to be a 5%. And then eight percent, and then negative two percent climb. But in this particular part, and this is now rural Washington, not only was there no shoulder, or or sometimes you get the no shoulder and it's dirt. It was the white line at the end of the lane and just a drop off. And then there was a hairpin turn, and I just was not able to make it up. This is all when I finally hit the wall when I was bonking was there at mile eighty four, eighty five, and holy crap, I cannot get up this. And but he did. Spoiler. I did well. Yeah, because I had to. Um, finally made it up the hill, and then I was on the straightaway. But now, first, <laughs> we had a lot of people in the area. One guy, like I had to just stop again straightaway, just because I couldn't move. I was trying to just take a quick drink. Hey, keep going. And he, the this older gentleman, pulled over to let me know that hey, it's not smart to stop in the street. You should probably go 30 feet into the field over there. And I don't know if you thought I was trying to have a picnic. I told him I was trying the best I could. I just wasn't able to move. Um, but from here on out, the rest of the way, save for like the, what the last seven miles when you turn off to Alder uh, on Alder Lake, there just really was no shoulder or any areas. And I had person after person yelling at me, shouting at me, um, obscenities, making fun of me. I think even I was I was wearing the uh, the triathlon outfit, you know, the bike spandex and Beautiful the shirt. Your full spandex, this And, and is the correct. Spaceballs helmet. And even Kelly said she heard somebody making fun of me, which, hey, I admit, I look goofy. Um, but it, what's really funny, though, is I kept getting yelled at. Yet, Kelly, tell them what happened when somebody saw an elk. Oh, so the same <laughs> street, because I was going ahead of him. And honestly, 
I couldn't leave him. Like anybody who is, who is loves someone who does these things, and you know, we both enjoy doing these things. You just have to leave and let them go do their journey because you don't want to think about them running off the road with no shoulder and driving up an incredible hill that you don't want to do and couldn't do. Anywho, so I'm halfway up the hill and I see a four-way like flashing like hazards going on and there's a backup and I finally get up there and the lady, no shoulder, the same hill that Clint's getting yelled at, she's out there taking pictures. She puts her flashes on, stops legit in the middle of the road and is taking pictures with her phone of a herd of elk, like the butts of a herd of elk. (laughs) And nobody's saying anything to her. Nobody's honking. No, no. I was. That's the part that shocked me. Nobody was yelling at this lady who was literally stopping traffic in a two-lane highway, one lane each way. Yet for me, you know, over to the side, trying to hug that white line as best I could, just it's one person after another after another. I'm like, well, <laughs> I should have stopped and taken pictures of elk, I guess. It honestly makes, it, I don't know, it makes me wonder, like, if it... The representation of some guy with like a super expensive douchey bike wearing like Iron Man clothes, like what that means as opposed in, you know, out here in the woods as opposed to you just doing your thing. Because I feel like if you were a tractor. <laughs> Which I've been they, behind tractors yeah, plenty of times like living in Iowa. would have been a little more patient and maybe I'm wrong, but you know, I was with you when we had our stop point in Eatonville and that guy was making fun of your outfit when you're just trying to go to the bathroom. And I'm just like, you got to be kidding me. Right. And I ran him off. Yeah, I wasn't sure if it to be one of those like, we don't take kindly to you folks down here. And again, I mean, I like don't... most of the people we've met out here have been amazing. True. You're kind. right. Exactly. I mean, it's, it's just... you can't let a couple bad apples, but at least that's what I was that's what I was actually dealing with on the road, however. I mean, it could have been the, maybe it was 10 cars total. And it was a dangerous situation. Like, that, the thing is, kindness, people. If you see a cyclist, if you, nothing else from this podcast, if you see somebody struggling on the road, they're not trying to be a dick. They're just trying to get right. from point A to point B. Well, and I didn't realize you were making postings on different triathlon pages, but there's somebody who's a triathlete that had moved to Eatonville, which... Would love to be able to, uh, to to pick her brain because she had said, "Hey, a lot of these roads are dangerous." Um, you know, you know, tried to to message me, and I can tell you some better routes to go. And that's actually one thing that I did realize, like a couple times, like I'm not in the safest situations here. Um, and for Clint to say that, that's something. Very true, very true. And so I we we got to, and there were several times at this point. I mean, you're towards the end of the ride, and I'm just like. The, the, the gas the gas ran out. I don't think I can continue. I don't think I can finish this. Um, but miraculously, uh, again, Garmin, I was supposed to finish the last climb, and then I had I, – it felt like another 20,000 feet to go up on this hill. But I was actually able to get to the – is the old Lutheran church in LB, this really cute yeah, little – Yeah, it's like a one-room, teeny-tiny, like, Barbie doll church. Yeah, so I was able to make it there. That was mile 112. And then, surprisingly, usually, I mean, even in training runs, when I do a small bike ride and I get ready to run, I just struggle. I struggle with the brick workout. Transitioning to the run, it is hard for me. And I was feeling okay. And so, um, I went to go make the attempt for the run. Went to go. In fact, I was almost at my first mile. But 
I knew at this point we're pushing. We're in the seven o'clock hour, and I knew, I knew that I still had five thousand feet of elevation gain, and this really was going to turn into a hike in the national park. But because we didn't have the crew, I was we were depending on. We got some walkie-talkies from REI. So what it comes down to is that if even if I tried to pace him, like we have to leave a car somewhere, and then he's gonna have to come back to this car and that's right. not a possibility so i wasn't going to be on a road the whole time or on a on a course or anything yeah i, w- I was going to be turning off going onto some trails i mean i had had multiple headlamps had uh, this little thing that lights up looks like i'm going to a rave and um but then when we realized uh it was supposed to a 30 mile range i think it was advertised um but it wouldn't go more than a mile and then in this particular area there's no cell service and so I was running along, feeling good. And again, I knew that, hey, once I hit these trails and start actually ascending, I'm going to probably struggle. Hey, I can push through. But then Kelly had, had stopped and said, hey, I'm not able to reach on these walkie-talkies. Um, and unfortunately, there have been there's been three or four people that – is it four? There's one guy, one guy that did go skiing, and he fell off a cliff, and they found his body. But there's three other people that are missing for four months. Unless these guys all of a sudden turn up at some luau or – you know, down at Key West or on Front Street or something. I'm pretty sure they haven't made it. The thing is, me instinctively, I'm like, I'm, I'm always, even knowing this, my net, my first gut reaction is, but I'll be okay. I'll be smart. I'll be able to make it. That's what everybody says. Right. And so and my. And Clint's saying that, like. Well, I still was saying, I think I'll be fine. Right. But at the same time, there is the little, little voice, you know, the, the angel on the shoulder. And you were very concerned, like, hey, well, your concern and my concern are two different things. Like, okay. it's hard to articulate like what it means for you to be concerned. For me personally, for, for you like, personally, like you know. Oh, I, I know. I that, feel like I'm a daredevil, but. The, oh, I, I know what my measuring stick for concern is. Yeah. Is well beyond. I think probably most people I know. I mean, one of the first big hikes we did, we were doing Mount Pilchuck, and we were uh, Mount Pilchuck in January. And it was it snow was covered, like no snowshoes. Our knees in snow, and it was you know, at what grade is that? Do you think? Well, it got to the point I really was. If we fell, we would die, we and I have kids, and you know. Clint's just like, let's just go. It's right there. It's right there. And I, and we didn't even bring yeah, pools I saw or this anything. Problem in urban like, centers. Like, yeah. Hey, we should probably here turn around where he, that just doesn't compute. So the fact that he even had a, an ounce of concern. Well, it made sense. And it's just like, okay, I was really, really excited and wanted to complete this at the same time. I don't know. I mean, if I did run, how would you put it? I guess I've done this enough. I've done these in races and I, I've, and I think this has happened most of these races where you're you're chugging along and you're like, holy crap, this is the the best athletic day of my life. Mm-hmm. Oh my, I, I'm at this point and I'm feeling great. And then snap of fingers and I want to die. This sucks. Yeah. Holy crap. Well, that's endurance racing. <laughs> right, right. But most of those usually have the ability to contact somebody. Hell, even the Ironman you have. And the swim, you have yeah. multiple people kayaks, or you have people going around on Or at least the luxury of knowing that you know, if I pass out or if I cannot, my legs don't work anymore, there's somebody right. here that's going to eventually Well, even find when you me. see those shirts that say, if you find me passed out, please pause my Strava. 
which is funny, but it also is the assumption that someone's going to find you. Yeah. So just the fact that I was going to be by myself from probably 8 p.m. to about 4 a.m., going up 5,000 feet to paradise. It's like, all right, fine, fine, I'll, I'll go ahead and call this. So I'm like, well, I guess we'll convert this from a triathlon to an aqua bike. So I was able to, and I'm going to be honest, I, when I plotted that course three days ago, I, I really did not think I was going to be able to get we through. We plotted it months ago. It well, was just, we, we fine-tuned like, We didn't it know three. the exact elevation gain. Yeah. That that was the thing. When, but until it was put like, the Carmen. Yeah, it, we it had was the whole idea. It was months ago. It was 100%. Of the, we, that's the thing. We've been planning this for a long, long time. I didn't quite realize the specifics, right. and um, which is interesting because a lot of these things that I've got myself into, and I think you've said you <laughs> as well. Um, you, uh, it was a quote you said from Ross Edgley, who he's the first person to, I believe, push a Mini Cooper in neutral in a marathon, swim across the English Channel with a tree tied to him, around England, and then he went around the island of Great Britain. But his thing is like I'm. I'm too naive to, or I'm naive when I sign up for these things and too stubborn to quit. That's usually me. That's uh, and you're like, hey, if I, this quote that describes you. So I'll, I'll just go do something, and then usually I realize in the middle of it. Like, well, I think that's oh. most of us that sign up for these things because even if you're seasoned in this, it's like you forget. It's kind of like childbirth. Like <laughs> you're never gonna do it again. I'm never signing up for anything again. I'm never, you know. Yep. And then. You know, for you, it wasn't even 24 hours. You're like, okay. Because I asked you, I was like, well, we could improve on, you know, the actual course, like make it safer. Do we come back? And you're like, yeah. (laughs) Oh, totally. And I was like, let's do this. Let's do that. Let's let's find a way to pull this off. Let's contact that person to take the other roads. How can we do it? Um, it, Which is funny because I do remember being a bus. This is Ironman Boulder and next to somebody, a gentleman from Mexico who he was like, every time I do a full Ironman, I tell myself, never again. I'm like, oh, what number is this for you? Number seven. <laughs> so he'll do them. You forget. Yeah. And I don't know, just the, I mean, yeah, and I still feel like I accomplished a lot. Um, wish, wish we could have kept going, but I understand that just the, lo- the logistics, there's a lot that just wasn't in our favor. And I don't know, hopefully, well, a couple of things we're thinking. Hopefully we are able to have some competitions this year. Um, that the craziness that's COVID can hopefully solutions can be found. We've thought about still trying to refine and be able to find a way to put on some events that are safe, um, you know, coordinated. We're learning what it takes. I mean, you said you learned what it, more what it takes to crew, and I want that experience as well. So we'll see what we can come up with. Um, I don't know. We'll see. <laughs> yeah, and here's the thing. Uh, through this whole, like, you know, being on lockdown and COVID and all the things, it you miss a lot of things. And I feel like we miss the most important things. And I think that you and I have found like the most important things is our freedom of doing these races and being a part of a community mm-hmm. that, you know, even on the fringes of that community, right. um, that it's something to look forward to. It's something to train for. It, it really does encompass what we do in our lives and makes us better in everything else we do right? and helps us to show up and losing a year of that. And there, there was no way that we could just be like, yeah, we're not training anymore or we're, you know, let's just forget about any of it. Like we had to kind of 
try to find our own path and we're still trying to do that yeah and i feel like if anything comes of this it's that there aren't just you know you don't have to just do a virtual run or triathlon or duathlon and or do an Ironman like you can pave your own way and make it special and important and make a weekend out of it and do all the things that makes it epic absolutely absolutely so I guess that's the whole thing yeah try to find your own path try to see if there's something you can still despite uh the disappointment of things being shut down to hopefully something that makes you happy and you'd be able to to work toward yeah so there you have it, Tippleman 2020 Aqua Bike. I'd still say an success. Uh, what ended up being Big a success. 2.5 mile swim and 112 mile ride with around 5,000 feet elevation gain. Don't you forget know. about your run. Oh, and yeah, my my one mile run. I gotta double check what that that gain was there too. So, so I guess it still technically was a triathlon, just not much of the run part. So okay, you know what. <laughs> I say you defeated death. You cheated death probably fifteen times. <laughs> yeah, so I call and that for a me. Success. And again, this isn't. And I, I, I guess I bought a local, so we're good. Yeah, I bike. <laughs> and again, like for I was so surprised. Usually, when I, uh, I'm you know just the two Avermans that I've done. When I get to the run part, I'm happy. Like wow, I'm between fifteen to seventeen, you know, minute miles. This is great. But yesterday I was at twelve and feeling okay. Even though I wanted to die previously, I was ready to, to check out. But again, I still knew this is another thing I've learned. Don't get cocky or overconfident. As soon as you're like, this is going well, better than I expected, something is going to, yeah, something's going to happen. So, But anyway, we'll see what we can improve upon and improve upon for the Tippleman. And if anybody has any suggestions, where can they we- find you, Dr. Timmerman? Uh, well, uh, <laughs> you can find me at SizzleChestDDS on Twitter. Or just Clinton.Timmerman on Instagram. Uh, and you can even DM me on Facebook, Clinton Scott Timmerman. Where can they find you, Kelly? They can't. <laughs> <laughs> she Kate, Kelly's a, a JD Salinger type. She's just a hermit in the in the No, actually you're very social, but do you not are you not on the social bullshits? I just Facebook? I'm just there to bullshit. This is true. So, till next time. And yes, we are very open for suggestions to how to improve all of this. So, please. Till next time. We don't have like a closing thing. Should we, we make don't, one? What should it be? I don't know. Do you have any suggestions? Me? Contact Clint. Yeah, if you have any suggestions. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I was like, me? Well, I'm trying to think of it. Like, that's how the cookie crumbles. I mean, that's from yeah, Bruce no. Almighty or uh, like. Stay sane, stay sane. Rock out with your cock out. Rock that's out with taken. your cock that, that. Well, it's been taken, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, or... Um, now we're just fucking... We're just fucking around. Lingering. And which, quite frankly, isn't that kind of all time. we do anyway? Yeah. Are people true. even still listening at this point? No. No? Yeah, I think even my mom's turned it off by now. 